0: Section 21 of American Scenery, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. American Scenery, Volume 1, by Nathaniel Parker Willis. View of State Street, Boston. Boston is situated at the head of Massachusetts Bay, on a peninsula about four miles in circumference and is about three miles in length and one mile and twenty-five rods where widest in breadth and is connected with the mainland at the south end by a narrow isthmus called the neck leading into roxbury the town is built in an irregular circular form round the harbor which is studded with about forty small islands many of which afford excellent pasture and are frequented in summer by numerous parties of pleasure the harbour is formed by nahant point on the north and point alderton on the south and is so capacious as to allow five hundred vessels to ride at anchor in a good depth of water while the entrance is so narrow as scarcely to admit two ships abreast the entrance is defended by fort independence belonging to the united states on castle island and by fort Warren on governor's island there is another fort called fort strong on noddle's island alterations and additions have of late years greatly improved the appearance of boston the streets which were formerly almost without an exception narrow and crooked have been in a great degree rendered wide and commodious the old wooden structures have in the greater part of the city Been replaced by handsome buildings of stone or brick in the western part particularly there is much neatness and elegance the splendor of the private buildings here is not equaled in any other part of the union the literary institutions of this city are of the first order the public libraries contain seventy thousand volumes the boston athenium is the finest establishment of its kind in the united states its library contains over twenty five thousand volumes and a reading room in which the most esteemed periodicals from all parts of the world may be found if we add to these the library of harvard college in the neighborhood of forty thousand volumes making the number of books within the reach of the citizens one hundred ten thousand it must be allowed that boston offers to the scholar a more advantageous residence than any other spot in the western world State Street, called King Street in the days of Stamp Acts and the Regulars, is the main artery of the heart of New England. The old state house which stands at the head of it was called the Town House, and was first erected in 1660. It is honorably mentioned in a book of travels written in pleasant vein by John Jocelyn Gent, who visited the colonies in 1663. There is also a townhouse, he says, built upon pillars where the merchants may confer in the chambers above they hold their monthly courts here is the dwelling of the governor bellingham on the south there is a small but pleasant common where where the gallants a little before sunset, a little before sunset walk with their marmalet madams as we do in moorfields till the nine o'clock bell rings them home to their respective habitations when presently the constables walk the rounds to see good order kept and to take up loose people the state house has been twice burnt and rebuilt a council chamber ornamented with full-length portraits of charles the second and james the second formerly occupied the east end and it was in this chamber that james otis declared before a court of admiralty that taxation without representation is tyranny a phrase which became before long a slogan in the mouths of the people then and there writes president adams was the first scene of the first act of opposition to the arbitrary claims of great britain then and there the child independence was born it was upon a trial of the question of writs for assistance a power which was required by the board of trade to enforce some new and rigorous acts of parliament touching trade and otis opposed the attorney-general as soon as he had concluded says the historian otis burst forth as with a flame of fire with a promptitude of classical allusions a depth of research a rapid summary of historical events a profusion of legal authorities a prophetic glance into futurity and a torrent of impetuous eloquences which carried all before him this was the preparation for the resistance to the stamp act And the revolution soon followed. State Street has been the scene of most of the events of a very public nature, which are recorded in the annals of Boston. The balcony of the State House is the popular pulpit, and hence was read the Declaration of Independence. From hence declaimed Colonel David Crockett, who could lick his weight in wildcats. In 1770, the Boston Massacre took place in State Street. For several days preceding the event, there had been disturbances between the king's soldiers and the townspeople, which had put the officers on the alert. The soldiers were collected into the barracks before night, and sentinels were placed around them at all hours to prevent difficulty. One of these sentinels was stationed in a narrow alley, and was striking fire against the walls with his sword for amusement. When two or three young men attempted to pass him, Having orders to let no one pass, a struggle ensued, and one of the young men received a wound on the head. The noise of the recounter drew altogether a considerable crowd, and as but few could enter the narrow scene of action, the remainder listened to an inflammatory speech from a tall man with a red cloak and a white wig in the adjacent square. At the close of the oration there was a general cry, To the main guard! and a crowd rushed tumultuously toward the station in state street on their way they passed the custom house before the door of which stood a single sentinel alarmed at their approach he retreated up the steps and the people collecting around he sent word to the barracks nearby that he was attacked and a company in a few moments arrived to his assistance and formed a half circle round the steps the captain of the day named preston followed immediately and the custom-house which stood at the corner of state and exchange streets was soon thronged by a considerable multitude the soldiers were soon pressed upon very closely by the mob who were mostly armed with clubs and those at a distance soon began to throw snowballs followed by fragments of ice stones and bricks while from every side came the cry fire if you dare the soldiers soon heard or thought they heard the order and they fired in quick succession from right to left two or three of the guns flashed but the rest were fatal three persons were killed on the spot two received wounds of which they died next day and others were more slightly injured the people immediately dispersed leaving the dead bodies in the street but returned in a few minutes when the soldiers aimed once more at them but the commanding officer struck up the guns with his sword the drum was beat to arms and several of the officers on their way to join the guard were knocked down and their swords taken from them order was soon restored and captain preston delivered himself up for trial the dead were buried with some pomp and when the excitement had subsided a little preston was tried and acquitted state street is at present a street of banks insurance offices and similar institutions and its sidewalk serves for the merchants' exchange. The buildings are of granite, and some of them, particularly a new bank lately erected by Kilby Street, present very creditable specimens of city architecture. End of section 21.